Episode number 305, Highlights from Philo 2021, part one. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, welcome to Making Sunday Happen. This is episode number 305 of our show. We're recording this episode of the podcast from Philo 2021 in Chicago. We have a booth uh, here at the conference and we're also networking and meeting a lot of you guys. And it's been a lot of fun this week. And I've had the privilege of interviewing some of the speakers and breakout leaders from this year's Philo. So I'll be sharing those interviews with you in this episode and next week's episode of the show. And first up is Justin Firesheets. Now, Justin has been on the podcast before. Uh, He is the production lead uh, or was the former production lead at the Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. His role shifted a little bit, so we'll be talking about that and everything that he does at Highlands and some of the stuff that he talked about uh, at this year's Philo. So my interview with Justin Firesheets is on the way right after this. We've listened to church staff and volunteers just like you, and we've responded with our most comprehensive and customizable version yet. It's stable, it's powerful, and it's easy to use. You'll find intuitive tools like Sermon Builder, customizable plugins, and a refined slide editor, all backed by our amazing customer support made of pastors, techs, and volunteers available when you need them. It's everything you need to create powerful presentations while saving you time. Introducing Media Shout 7. Hey guys, I'm here with my friend Justin Firesheets from Church of the Highlands in Birmingham. Now you were the production lead, now you're the project manager, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, well it's uh, it's a pretty awesome uh, gig because I get paid seven times as much money and I work only 20% as much. So it's a Well, really good I went into the ministry for the money. I know that you did. Yeah, well, I, and I also I, I really started doing it because you only have to work on Sundays. That's you're the right. best part about it. And, and only a few hours on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, I mean from like you know, six or seven in the morning to maybe like lunchtime. That's right. Just a little bit longer than the pastor. They get 20 minutes, which All is All I fine. have to do is beat him there. That's right. Because then he thinks I've been working a lot longer. <laughs> That's right. And just stay a little bit longer than he has. That's really what Philo means. First in, last out. Just beat the pastor there and wait until his car turns onto the main drag. And then I can lock the door and you're out of there. That's how it works. I, I love it. Hey, after 12 years in ministry... You learned some stuff. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, we're we're hanging out at Philo, and this is a uh, this is old hat for you. You've been here several times, right? Yeah, actually, uh, the fi- the F in Philo stands for fire sheets. Oh, it does. Yeah. So it's named after you. A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah, I was actually Todd's inspiration. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so you you did a talk last night on unity uh, from the main stage. Give me a little bit of a snapshot of what you talked about. Yeah. So. Uh, this was really came out of uh, a passage I'd read in Psalms several years ago, um, which talks about um, uh, in Psalm 133, it talks about there's there's this oil of unity that leads to blessing. You know, it says how good and pleasing it is when brothers live together in unity. Um, and it's like oil running down Aaron's head and through his beard and onto his robe. And in the in biblical times, your robe kind of symbolized your identity and kind of who you are. 
And a lot of times we put on our robe every day the identity that we think we should have. I'm a technician and I can do this and I can do that and I'm good at this. And we want other people to see our Instagram page. And that's the, that's the identity we have. But really the anointing that flows from the unity, that now becomes our identity because it covers up that robe. You know, an oil in the Bible signifies blessing and it signifies healing. And when, we're, when we step into the anointing that comes from being on the same team, doing the same things, and we allow that to heal our ministry wounds of comparison, and I'm not as good as that guy, and why don't I get treated this way? That now becomes the identity that we can find security and calling. You know? So sometimes there's tension between production and worship and production and IT. Give me some of the maybe negative uh, tensions that might arise between those teams. Well, and a lot of it is natural, you know, because it's easy to be kind of territorial. Like I've, I'm, I'm supposed to do my job and do it well, and I feel like you're in my way and keeping me from doing that. And, and that just becomes a natural fallback for a lot of us. You know, the IT guys, are the, they're, they're screwing up the stream. You know, why can't we get the, the web stream going? I've got a problem with, with wireless right now or the Ableton computer is not working. It's because the IT guy, you know, and why are automatic updates still enabled on this machine and it's shutting off on Sundays, right? There, there's a natural tension there. And the creative team never hits their deadlines. Why, why do they think that we just sitting around, you know, we can change our, you know, our event time to accommodate their schedule because they didn't edit it, you know, whatever. Or, you know, the worship team, they're changing the set list after I did all the programming. And now we've got to change everything before doors open. Blah, 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 blah. It's real easy for that to become a thing because we, we really focus on our areas instead of what, you know, how to work with other people. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a natural thing. Yeah. So tell me how uh, maybe some practical steps that I can take personally to ease those tensions, to come together, to be unified with my team members? Yeah, really honestly, I think sometimes one of the biggest challenges for, for us folks in production is feeling empowered to have the necessary conversation. Sometimes we assume a lot of things, like I assume there are certain expectations being placed on me that we have to do this, or it needs to be a certain way, or we can't do it like this, or I can't talk to that person, or they're not approving my budget just because they don't like me or whatever. And so we assume these things instead of actually initiating the conversation with our leadership to get clarity. And so now there's this gap of expectation and reality. And I've heard it said disappointment is the level, is that gap between expectation and reality. And a lot of times if that disappointment is too great, that's what leads to some resentment of why are, why is this happening to me? And now I become bitter against the people around me right. when really all I needed to do was have a conversation to get clarity in the first place, right. you know? And if I feel like I'm not being given a fair shake or they're not honoring my boundaries on my off time, instead of just sitting here and stewing about it and getting upset and internalizing it and chewing on it over and over and over again, I need to take the step to have a conversation and either and talk with my leaders to get clarity and I need to bring other people into my life they can give me guidance and counsel and perspective instead of me just sitting there chewing on it all day long. Like there's more that we can control than we think. Yeah, that's a good point. So how do I take the initiative? You mentioned, you know, having the conversation. Uh, how do I step into that? How do I, what are some solutions that you can give yeah. me to create unity? Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as, you know, number one, I just need to, to be willing to reach out to whoever is managing me, or if it's an issue with a, somebody that's at peer level, maybe I'm peer level to a worship leader or somebody else, I need to initiate the conversation. 
and it may be difficult and uncomfortable, but the idea of confrontation to confront something just means to turn towards it. It doesn't mean it has to be angry and high pitched and we have to yell or like that's not what confrontation means. Confrontation is healthy. It means we're willing to turn and face something that's there. Um, a lot of times we think that it's purely a negative thing, but I just need to be willing to have the conversation and say, here's what I'm feeling. I want to assume the best about you and your intentions. So I don't want to assume that you're putting a negative angle on this, but I really would love to get some clarity and talk through this because I want there to be a healthy relationship. I want to make sure we're able to work together okay, make sure I'm doing whatever I can to serve you and your team. Or if I'm talking to a boss or a supervisor, I want to do whatever I can to take pressure off of you, for you to have confidence in me that I can do my job. But I just need to get some clarity on exactly what some of the expectations are so that I'm not assuming I know what you want me to do. So I need to be able to lead in that conversation. But then the other piece that's hard, it's necessary, but just being in a relationship with Somebody that can just be a friend, whether it's on staff, whether it's somebody that I meet at an event like Philo or, you know, somebody else in my my church community in the town that I live in. I need to have people that I can talk to and get advice from that are walking through the same things in their ministry. Like, hey, here's what I'm dealing with, with this service prep stuff. You have to deal with this. Have you walked through this before? Do you have any advice? You know, and having other people that we can talk things through with that understand our world is a big deal. Because now it's like, okay, they get me. I can share what's going on. They've been there before. They have some context. They understand all this. And now as I'm able to process through it, that's some of what keeps it from staying internal and just becoming this wound of bitterness and resentment. Because if that stays and doesn't get dealt with, then over time I'm going to become cynical and negative towards the leaders and towards the ministry. My heart's not going to be in it anymore. And then before you know it, I'm just here punching the clock every day, just doing a job. And I've missed out on the opportunity to be a vessel for some supernatural anointing to flow through me and really impact the things that I'm doing. What if it's not received well? Even if you're calm, even if you're, you know, have gathered your thoughts, really organized, and you have that conversation and it's not received well by your peer or your supervisor. Well, the hard, the hard part, you know, and sounds kind of overly churchy is, you know, the, the, the turn the other cheek mentality. But I've always been, been a proponent of the idea that my first job is to examine myself. Are there things that I'm doing that I need to change? Is there something I need to be doing differently? And if I'm having a conversation with a leader and maybe it doesn't go the way that I think it, it should have gone or could have gone, now, I need to really take a look at myself and say, okay, are there thi- do I have blind spots? Is there something that I need to work on with how I present myself, with my attitude or my perspective? Like, is there something in me that I can change that I need to work on first before I start having this expectation that other people around me work on things too? Because maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're not willing to play ball with me because there's a uh, you know, a perception or a reputation that I have. And people are like, why would I want to play ball with that guy? He acts like so-and-so, whatever. And now it's even more important to be in that relationship with with people that can watch my back and say, yeah. hey, you were kind of a jerk in that conversation. Right, that's what I was going to ask you is how, how, do you know, how do I know my blind spot? Where do I go to figure that out? And, and again, th- that's really just the importance of having those healthy relationships with people that I work with or family members or other friends that are maybe even outside of ministry that can say, 
that, that have the freedom to speak into my life without me being defensive and angry about yeah. it, you know? And, and that's a hard, like as a technician, sometimes we can get really defensive and feel really insecure when people uh, challenge us, quote unquote, or they give feedback about things because a lot of times our identity is tied into performance, how good of a job we do. And so if we're hearing feedback from people that make us feel or seem less than perfect or awesome, it can feel like a blow, like, hey, I didn't do good enough. Uh, But we have to separate the feedback from our identity as a person and say that, you know, I'm not defined by what I did. I've got a security and a calling because of how God made me and who he sees me as. But as as a human, there are always going to be areas that I need to work on. And I've got these people in my life that can speak into me and I need to be able to listen to that so that I can be the best person that I can. What are some other tips on unity that you shared? Well, um, you know, there, there's an important piece in, you know, I've talked a little bit about, you know, when, when you're by yourself, you can't really be thinking about, you know, the negative things or whatever. The, the, the kind of the comparison thought to that is instead of dwelling on some of the negative things that may have happened to me in my ministry or in my personal life or whatever, I need to constantly remind myself of the good things. I need to be grateful for the blessings that I've got in my life, the relationships I have, the opportunities I have in ministry. And remember the fact that, you know, before creation, God knew the whole timeline and expanse of humanity. And he knew that in this year, at this time, in this particular ministry, there was going to be a need. And he created me to meet that need. Like he, I could have ended up anywhere in humanity, any country, any era. I could have been in the Middle Ages, you know, but he put me right here for a very specific reason. Like I have a calling on my life and nobody can do what I can do better than I can during this season. And I need to be confident of that knowing like, hey, you know what? You know, there may be this thing that I don't agree with or I don't like or whatever, but man, I'm grateful for the fact that God chose me to be here to do that. Like he's got a plan for my life and I could be somewhere else doing some something else. But instead, I'm right here and I need to focus on the things to be grateful for instead of complaining about, man, I wish it was different. I wish it was this way and I wish it was like this church I saw on Instagram and this guy I know gets this. And that person that was on stage at the conference, they talk like, well, you never know what's different about everybody's circumstance, what they're dealing with behind the scenes or in their personal life. You've got no way to know that, you know, but I do like I can go into any situation. I can't control what's happening to me. But I can control my attitude, my effort, my perspective. And sometimes those are the things that I need to be focused on. Let's wrap up this way. I think that unity is really, really important, especially as we move forward. I mean, now is the time where, you know, (laughs) with with coming back into church and where we're going as a church. I mean, we need to be a tight knit team to move forward and be effective. Um, uh, Give me your thoughts on that and just the importance of being together on this mission. There's, there's yeah, no well, you know, time to waste, really. Yeah, you know, biblically, you know, we're all parts of the same body. We've all heard that. And, you know, different parts of the body don't get jealous of other parts. Like the spleen is like, man, I really wish I was a fingernail. You know, a spleen would make a really weird fingernail. You have this squishy thing out there. You know, so we all have something specific that we were that called. That was good. That was a good one. <laughs> something specific that we were called to do. But now just in the reality of, of where life is, 
there are blurred lines now between teams like there never have been before. I mean, okay, yeah, we used to have beef between production and IT, but everything's on the network now. We're essentially the same team, just in different expressions of it. And we're not a tech team and a worship team. Like, if I'm working together to create this atmosphere of worship, we are all the worship team, regardless of whether you're on stage or you're in a booth in the background. The difference between production and creative, oh, I'm a tech, I'm not really creative. Bull crap, you're not creative. Yeah. yeah, you are. We are all creating something from nothing. Like, I've got this gear in front of me, and I'm making it work, and I'm helping create an experience. And even now in the online world or the COVID world, where we're, doing, we're recording something and creating it in post or whatever, like, teams are becoming one large expressive team, and just everybody's roles are a little bit different, but we're all... We're all essentially doing the same thing. We're trying to create an experience where people can encounter the presence of God. And I think we have to see our roles that way instead of you're on that team, I'm on this team. No, no, no. We're on the same team. Just what I do on this team is a little bit different than what you do. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. Good. Well, man, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, your- thanks for having Hey guys, Carl here. I want to tell you about my ebook, Pastor First 15 Ways to Win the Hearts of Your Volunteers. Pastoring your people is the secret sauce to building a dynamic volunteer culture at your church. You have to care more about who your volunteers are becoming over what they do on your team. In this ebook, I share 15 practical ways to make people your first priority in your tech ministry. From knowing their name and their story, to scheduling intentional time outside of serving, to how to set them up for success, this ebook gives you a practical guide to pastoring your people well. Pick up a copy today at 1230.media forward slash books. You can download it straight to your desktop or your favorite e-reader. I pray the book will give you some steps to show your team that you care more about them than what they do on your team. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with Jono Hall from Sardius Media. Why don't we start with you telling me what uh, Sardius means and is, and then tell me a little bit about what you guys do. For sure. Uh, it's great to be with you. Um, Sardius is a stone in the book of Revelation. It's a red stone. So uh, if you've got a new King James, it's going to talk about the uh, the Jasper and the Sardius stone. And the Sardius is a deep red stone and it really represents the passion or the love of, of Jesus. Awesome. So you guys uh, are a, a media platform mm-hmm. that you help uh, live events, uh, churches create online experiences. So I, I want to make sure I'm getting that right. So walk, walk that out for me, and then I have I have several questions for you. Yeah, we, we're an online video platform, um, really comprised of two different parts. Uh, one is all of the online interactive experience around a meeting. Um, so church, you know, a church meetings all over the weekend, and then on the back end, it's the 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 video um, CMS, so we can host and organize. Uh, thousands and thousands of media assets. Um, so we, we, we come from the ministry world where we, we're serving churches and ministries um, all the time. And we, we love it. I mean, we, we see it as a calling. 
So I was talking with your team. It it feels like you're kind of a combination between church online platform and Vimeo, but kind of a step up. Would I be right in that? Yeah, I mean, we love we love church online. We we love all the platforms out there. Um, But I think there's there's a number of different cookie cutter, really easy on ramp platforms um, that that people are going to be, you know, church online free and a number of others. They're paying 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month. But um, they they come to a a level of like, okay, we want to do this and this and this, which which this platform doesn't allow. And sometimes the answer is, well, well, we'll get our development team. And we've basically, we've gone beyond, we've built out. We've been down this road before with a number of different b- bigger multi-site churches, ministries, and we can we can provide that for way cheaper than you yeah. hiring somebody else. Right. So Sardius takes church online platform beyond and it customizes the experience. So if I'm a, if I'm a church looking to uh, enhance my online worship experience, you guys are going to provide more bells and whistles, more customizable tools for me to do that, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to look and feel exactly like you. You know, design is such a, a huge thing for for so many bigger ministries and organizations. It, you know, it's it's how they project themselves to the world, and we can say, hey, we'll give give us your design team, design exactly how you want it to 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 look and flat. We'll basically build the the UI around your your design. It's going to be hosted on on your website, you, you see Saudi is there as part of the URL. So tell me about that. So one thing that we, we've talked about a lot is that your website should be your, your anchor point that you send people to. So you can have your, your live stream, your, uh, on a, a Facebook or YouTube or other platforms, but to, to send people to your website gives you an anchor, the place that you own all the content around. Mm-hmm. Um, would you agree with that and kind of t- talk around that? No, absolutely. I mean, YouTube, Facebook, they need to be part of your strategy, reaching out, but you're hosting on their ecosystem. Right. I'm a, I'm a, that they own. Yeah, <laughs> that they own and they're going to monetize for their purposes. Right. Um, for you, it's like, how are you engaging with your people and bringing people to your resources and knowing your people? Right. And, you know, one of the things on the back end, you know, we can connect with your church management system and then you can really know your people. Right. You know, if you saying, hey, we're going to have a, a conference in a couple of weeks and we, we want to put a, a registration wall with, a, yeah. with ticketing, no problem. We can, we can do that as well. And then you're going to get even more analytics back. And so you're just keeping, increasing that knowledge of your own people and then with giving you the ability to serve your own people better. So let's walk through some of those features. So you guys not only can do a online worship experience and take it beyond and, and take it to the next level, but if I'm doing a, a men's event, a women's event, a conference at my own church, things like that, you guys can walk that entire process out mm-hmm. from ticketing to to archive, right? Mm-hmm. Walk, walk me through that. Yeah, I mean, we, we basically provide services in two different ways. We do bespoke events. Um, bespoke, right? Bespoke. Bespoke. Well, explain that term. What, what well, does that mean? Well, I mean, I mean, we, we're actually doing, we're sitting here at Philo, so we're, we are serving them this week. Last week, we did the Alpha Leadership Conference in, in London. Um, you know, they have their weekly services, but then they're having their annual conference and, you know, 
reaching tens of thousands of people. Um, and so on a weekly basis, on a monthly contract, you can have your internal team build stuff on the platform. But you might be like, okay, we've, we're going to do an event with 100,000 people. We need a little more muscle. We need project management to come in and guide us through best practices for how to serve 100,000 people for this event. And our project management team can come in and help with the interactivity, you know, build the watch, the respective watch parties, the different custom journeys that, that different people can have. So if you're having a men's conference, you might be like, okay, we want a pastor's track and a, and a unique experience for pastors as they come in. We might want to have a unique experience for all the young men uh, in that men's conference. And that, that might be different design. It might be different breakouts. It might be different watch parties. It might be unique experiences. So we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one coaching with this particular animal. So, okay, all young men, each individual will have a little countdown to the little time of counseling with a person or, or and so you can have uh, just a lot of kind of customizable experiences per audience segment or even per individual as people come into the event. So as I'm building this for my church, uh, do uh, do I take modules? How do how do I craft that landing page? Um, I mean, in terms of it depends if 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 we're building it for you or if if you're just building it from from the platform. Um, in terms of like a very kind of customizable um, look, and you want it to look exactly like this, we would basically just take your design and we would just build that for you. Although we we do have a number of different templates that that you can just basically gra it grab it and be up and running. Um, I think last year Bayside, they took it and they, it was like a couple of days and they were running all of their, all of their weekend services on it um, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, yeah. They added their own little bits of CSS and yeah. the ads here and the, and they were up and running really, really quickly. So uh, on a main of, let's say online worship experience landing page, there's a couple of things that I know I have to have. I want a big video player. Mm -hmm. I want a chat window. Uh, so, and then maybe I want a note section and then maybe I want, uh, you know, to interact in some way. So let's go back to the chat feature. Tell me some, some unique features that you guys provide that takes chat to another level. I mean, we, 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 we do some similar things to Church Online, but yeah, we, 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 we do some additional things. I mean, one of the things that we uh, add is, is watch parties. Um, if you've got 100,000 people, you don't want 100,000 people in, in one watch window. Right. Or even if you've got 10,000, you might want to say, hey, let's, let's have uh, a, a cell group leader or a zonal pastor or something be the moderator. And then he has a lot more uh, interaction smaller uh, with, with smaller groups. Um, yeah. A lot of times, because we have SimLive built into the platform, you might have the actual presenter who is actually presenting, actually being the moderator to the group and being able to interact around the content um, that, that's happening there. But we've also got in, in that chat window, we've got polls and trivia and... Um, and direct like moderator connection. So if you want to have off, you know, offline prayer um, in that in that chat window, emojis, you know, you want the, your U version connected in, no no problem. So there's there's yeah there's some similarities with the church online, but then it it, it just takes that a little bit step further. Tell me things like clipping. Um, what walk out what that would look like. So. Um, 
on the back end of, of the platform, we have this pretty robust metadata feed engine for, for um, you know, displaying thousands and thousands of assets. Part, part of that is we have this clipping tool, basically. If you are, you know, having your weekend services and somebody might say something cool or there's a highlight and it's the, the program's still running live, you can clip that out, maybe throw it onto social media, or it might be you've got a whole evening of speakers that are getting up and you want to uh, clip out this particular talk and throw it onto VOD, you can do that immediately. So if people have missed what's going on, you can make lots of different clips and, and, and then put it wherever you want. want to you put could do it here. like a sports replay. And we're going to look at the tape. Yeah, for sure. Live. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, what, what are some other features that, that you guys provide that would really customize my experience? A lot of our clients, I mean, if it's just a one-off event, you're not going to have that, that many VODs. But one of the things that um, I've always encouraged people, you know, a lot of ministries have got 20 plus years of, of assets. And we, we, uh, we work with ministries of like, hey, you've got 10,000 video assets here. You want to do them on YouTube? That's great. They, they need to be searchable. But you might want to really train your people in particular things. And so people can come in and they're like, I, I really need to study the cross. What, what's, what's all the messages that, that we've done on the cross or something a little more esoteric of like, like, oh, I just said something about Genesis. What, where's all the messages that you've taught throughout the years on Genesis? And so you can come in and because it's such a, 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 a kind of robust engine in terms of metadata, you can really, um, put in as much as you want in terms of speakers and and topics and genres and categories and and provide something which is uh, people can come back to on a, on a regular basis to to train and to to be equipped yeah. and then you're going to have all the back-end analytics so well it needs to go to that big audience how do you go deep and know your people and equip your people yeah. you can do that without vod and well engine. i think vod like if i'm doing a men's conference or some type of uh, singular event through my church that would be an area that i would you know consider a, a a VOD maybe. Um, awesome. Well, man, I think that you guys provide a, a great service to, to, to churches and to, to ministries alike. So way to go. How can we get in touch with you? How can we find out more about you? Yeah, just, just go to sardius.media. That's our, that's our web address. And uh, go to contact us and, and yeah. let me know. I'd love to, uh, love to walk through the, the system with anybody who, who checks in. Great, Jono. Thank you for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out the show this week. Next week on the podcast, I'll share more interviews from my friends at Philo 2021 in Chicago. And in two weeks on the show, I'll welcome Grant Norsworthy. Grant is from New Zealand. He's a worship leader and musician. He spent time with the Paul Coleman Trio for years, as well as the band Sonic Flood. And I'll be talking with Grant about how to make epic virtual choir videos. So you want to be here for that in two weeks on the show. So Philo next week, again, more interviews from Philo and Grant Norsworthy in two weeks. But I'd love for you to check out our website, 1230.media for ready-made media content, as well as custom media and training for you and your team. Well, go out there guys and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. 
Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.